Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, Lions insider when it comes to your Detroit NFL franchise and the rest of the league. And Jeremy, I've never been more excited about an offseason than this offseason with the Lions. Yeah, I'm right there with you, honestly, uh, especially with OTAs uh, starting up this week. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to kind, of, kind of see if, if uh, all the offseason hype um, matches what we see on, on the field. Obviously, you know, no pads. It's going to be too early to, to jump to conclusions, but a lot of new parts here in Detroit, a lot of uh, expectations. So uh, it should be a, a fun rest of the offseason as we get kind of closer to training camp here. You know, when you look at the day one conversation with the media, uh, the introduction from Holmes to Campbell uh, to the golf deal, and you start looking at a, a team's growth by photos, and I know it's not in pads and it's not uh, in a regular season NFL game or a playoff game, but just seeing Montgomery working out and some of the video short clips that the Detroit Lions PR team is sending out, or you look at Campbell and his size and athleticism at linebacker or Gibbs in his new Lions uniform at that rookie premiere. And I'm just like, they uh, they keep adding talent. They are building not just for a one-year hit or out of the blue, you go 12-5 and five and win the NFC North. They really are building not only a culture, which is first and foremost, but a talent base that is up there with the best in the NFL. Yeah, and, and not only that, they're young. Right, um, I, th- I think PFF put out their recent, you know, top twenty-five players under twenty-five. Lines had two guys on that list in uh, Amon Ross St. Brown and Panay Sewell. But you look around at some of the guys that made big contributions last year, and you're like, well, I- I- I'm pretty sure Aiden Hutchinson can make that list pretty soon. Well, if Jameson Williams gets his act together, he could be on that list pretty soon. Kirby Joseph had a heck of a rookie season last year, and there's a bunch of other guys that we haven't really seen at the tip of the iceberg yet, like. A guy like Josh Passel, last year's second-round pick. Uh, we don't know what he's like. And then you, you throw in the two first-round picks this year, and it's like all these guys that, that are part of this future that, that are, are those talented guys that they brought along, they're all under 25. And even, even a guy like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, young, still plenty of football to be played with him. And I know he only has a one-year deal here, but it just goes to show you that it's, it's not just about getting talented guys and using all this draft capital. It's about staying young so that, like you said, this isn't just going to be about 2023. This is built to be a team that's going to be at, at, at the top of the NFC North for, for years to come. I did see a proud of Detroit. You wrote a story, what we're hoping to learn at Detroit Lions OTAs this year. Uh, what was on that checklist for you, Jeremy? Oh, man, I think first and foremost, it has to probably be the aforementioned Jamison Williams, right? Um we remember he missed all of the off-season program last season, so we haven't really even seen what his you know practice habits are like. We don't know how hard he goes. We don't know how he matches up against the Lions defensive backs. That'll kind of be a nice storyline too, because obviously the Lions have a a revamped secondary. So how do how do they hold up against a guy like Jamison Williams, and how does Jamison Williams make make those kind of players look? Um, and then obviously we'll hopefully have the opportunity to talk to him as well, right? And we haven't heard a peep from him since the, the suspension, really only just a, um, a, a some sort of kind of form response through his agency. I don't think he's addressed it on social media or anything. So that'll be interesting. But beyond that, it's, you know, it's hopefully we get to see Jameer Gibbs since we missed him out on rookie minicamp with a little ankle tweak. Um, and, and then, yeah, I think they aforementioned um, secondary. Uh, see how 
quickly they can kind of come together. We've already kind of heard a little bit from C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Kind of sounds like he's taking a leadership role during practice, kind of like agitating everybody, like being very vocal and emotional to, to kind of simulate a, a, a real game. And I'm, I'm curious to see what that looks like. Uh, we, we know this team kind of responds to things like that, like tough competition. And so it seems like he's kind of a natural fit. And uh, I want to see just kind of how everyone else on that team responds, if they can get a little swagger in that secondary, because that was obviously missing last year. You know, Gardner Johnson, another photo I saw that the Lions uh, PR team sent out on their Twitter feed. And it's just surreal to see Montgomery or what you mentioned with Jameson or Gibbs. And you go and you see C.J. Gardner-Johnson and you're starting, or Campbell, like I said, his athleticism, the dude's just a beast. Uh, these are the building blocks, and that's why I, I also saw a pride of Detroit. The ESPN analytics uh, gives the Lions favorable odds to win the NFC North, even to make the Super Bowl. Now, let's stop and think about that, Jeremy. <laughs> this, this isn't, you know, it used to be if you ever mentioned that, you were drinking the Kool-Aid, right? That was the yeah. Lions, you know, fandom and media theme, sports talk uh, gurus who all want to just say you're drinking the Kool-Aid. But, you know, you look at analytics, which are a huge part of sports today, good and bad. But there we are. And we're talking about the talent that they've collected on top of what they just finished the season 8-2 and two and what they did to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in his final game at Lambeau. But... You know, ESPN's analytics gives the Lions favorable odds to win the NFC North and make a Super Bowl for the first time in franchise history. I again, this is surreal. I don't think we're alive, Jeremy. I think right now we're in wherever we're someplace in space because this can't be real. It, it does certainly have a it's real feeling to it. And, and to be clear, the, the ESPN odds to make the Super Bowl. Currently 9.9%. And I know that it might not sound a lot, but if you're a Lions fan that have kind of followed those odds in the past, they're usually 1% or below. So we're talking like, I think that's the sixth or seventh highest odds in, in the NFL, according to their, their analysts. Mm. And to be, to be clear, ESPN's analytics, not on a concurrent good run with obviously like the, the 3% that the Heat were going to beat the Celtics in this series. And uh, I think they, they said Will Levis had a 0.1% chance out of falling out of the first round. So analytics are what they are. You know, they have a spot. They're not the end all be all, but it's just interesting because I mean, it's not just analytics. It's, it's analysts right across the league. Uh, ESPN's um, one of ESPN's main analysts, his name's escaping me at the moment um, said that, you know, this, this is a team that like we were just saying, not just built for this year, they're built for the future. And, and he's been supportive of what lines have been doing really um, since, since Dan Campbell walked into town. And I, I think like we can't lose sight of just how different this team was two years ago. Um, Matt Patricia had kind of run them into the ground, both in terms of a culture, both in terms of, um, you know, talent and, and what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell managed to do, managed to build in two years is, is, is remarkable, right? Um, we, we see a lot of maybe quick turnarounds every now and then in the NFL, but usually it doesn't last long. And obviously the Lions have to, prove a lot to, to make sure this is even a turnaround, but, but like we were saying, that the talent looks good on the table, and it looks like it's built for a long-term haul, and so to be able to just do that in two off-seasons, um, 
I guess three technically now off season. So that's it's pretty impressive feat. And you talk about Lewis Reddick. I know you get excited. Right. Well, you, right. you get excited talking about the Lions like I do, Jeremy. And <laughs> I completely forget that they, anything else in the world exists. You're like, you're saying there's a chance? They got a 43.6% chance to win the NFC North. They got a 9.9% chance to get to the Super Bowl. Not talking about winning it. Are you kidding me? Oh, I forgot I have kids. I forgot I have a mortgage payment. I forgot I have a talk <laughs> show. I forgot everything. I just are, because we are, we, and I, I say that as a Lions fan and a statewide Radio host, Jeremy, this is this path they're on. Again, there's no guarantees in sports, okay? But the path they're on, to me, is the most sustainable, solid footing I've ever seen from this franchise, all levels, off the field, on the field. I'm, I'm with you. Um, and I think we all we just outlined kind of why that is. They've been they've been stellar at drafting. They've been stellar at accumulating draft capital. And obviously that that well is going to dry up a little bit in the future as this team continues to get better and not have top ten picks. And they don't necessarily have a bunch of assets that they plan on trading and getting future first round picks like they had with Matthew Stafford. Um, but at this point, there's no real reason to believe that that Brad Holmes can't do just as well with some of the draft capital that that he will have. And to me, it, it's just that, right? There, there, there are going to be some tough decisions down the road. You know, when you have this many talented players on rookie deals, eventually you're going to have to make tough decisions, right? You're going to have to say, okay, well, we can afford to keep only some of these guys. We're going to have to let the others walk. We'll cross that bridge when we do. But if if, if Red Holmes can continue to, to hit in his draft picks, and I know you know this draft had a lot of um, detractors, you know, a lot of people who said maybe maybe they didn't maximize the, the draft value, or whatever, but. Um, until we see him like consistently actually miss on picks, you know, miss on, on guys that aren't talented, which, I mean, he hasn't been absolutely perfect, but he's been just as good as you could realistically expect. But until that happens, yeah, you should expect this team to be continue to be built for the future. And that's, that's something that like, like we've been saying this entire interview, mm. so it's unprecedented territory and it's a, it's a strange feeling. It's crazy. Can't wait for uh, the season to start with that cheese game on, uh, Thursday night football game one of the 2023 NFL season. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit, just search that online, Twitter. You can follow him and the team when it comes to the Lions and the NFL. Interesting, uh, a quiet rule change that teams now, uh, not to get stuck playing a position player, quarterback will be able to have three uh, quarterbacks active for a game. I wonder how that, I know Hooker is getting that redshirt year they talked about the rookie out of Tennessee. Uh, Sudfeld is my fear, my one fear, my one concern, and it and it remains that you know golf goes down. Which, by the way, Jeremy, I do want to uh, share this news. Uh, NFL on CBS tweeted out that in the last six years, how about this? The only two quarterbacks with more wins as a starter than Jared Goff are Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. How about that? Yeah. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Um, and, and and especially when you consider there's a, what, a 3 and 313 and one season mixed I'm in telling there. you, man, the dude is, you know, he, he he's about a year late on what everybody hoped for compared to Stafford, and Stafford had some luck, and he made plays and uh, got that Super Bowl ring in L.A. But, you know, Goff, I have all the confidence in the world he could lead them to not only – a Super Bowl appearance, but a Super Bowl. I really do with what they have around them. Uh, but if he goes down to an injury, it, whether it's short-term or long-term, 
you're at Nate Sudfeld right now. Hooker won't be ready. I know they're right. impressed with what they're seeing and his leadership, and he looks like a future uh, number two, if not a number one someday, if they don't give golf the big deal, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But, man, having Nate Sudfeld there at two, I, that's the only thing I don't get when it comes to Holmes and Campbell. There's still a lot of time before you get to training camp in that Kansas City game, but at least right now, when I look at your your third quarterback is hurt and not going to play, and Campbell announced that redshirt year, which means you know he's just basically not going to play, and they they drafted him for potential and the future. So, what are your thoughts about Sudfeld being the backup right now as it stands to golf? Do you think that will be the case when they are ready to kick off in Kansas City in Week One? It, I mean, the way that that Brad Holmes has been talking about Sudfeld, I, I kind of do. Um, you know, there, there was that report that they, they had a deal on the table for, for Teddy Bridgewater um, before the draft, but it sounds like maybe both sides wanted to wait until after the draft to figure that sort of thing out. And maybe if you're if you're drafting Hendon Hooker, maybe, the, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater looks at the situation and says, well, there's no chance I'm going to be a starter um, this year, and then there's probably no chance I'm going to be the backup next year, so why would I want to come here? That's me speculating. Maybe maybe he looks at it differently. Um, but sometimes an interesting guy, right? Like, we haven't seen him at all. Um, so he's kind of one of those things with OTAs I'm kind of interested to take a, an extra look at. Wasn't here last offseason. He was a, a late signing after, obviously, the Lions couldn't find a backup last year. I'm not saying he's going to come in here and, and, and be lights out, but I'm not ready to completely discount the guy when I – I literally haven't seen him throw a pass. I, I wasn't really following his career when he was there with the Eagles. Um, so, I, you know – I'm willing to at least give him a chance and see what he looks like during OTAs, and and maybe that's what the Lions are going to do too. Maybe they're just going to see how things look during this off-season program, and if, if they don't like what they see out of Subtle, if they don't like what they see out of Adrian Martinez, maybe they they put the the offer back on Teddy's table uh, for for training camp because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy, given how much of a veteran he is, that, that needs all of this off-season time. He can probably step in in training camp to be ready to go. Um, but but the way I hear the Lions talk about Sudfeld, I think I think he's their plan for backup quarterback for probably most of the season until yeah until Hendon Hooker is ready to go, and we don't really have any indication of, of when that will be other than saying this is kind of going to be a redshirt year for him. Uh, Lions did add some depth to the O line, which is a good thing. Uh, that's some of the latest news from Allen Park. Yes, yeah, Jermaine Effetti, um, a veteran guy, former first round pick. Didn't stick around in Seattle after four years as a starter there. Has kind of bounced around uh, a couple teams since then. Not, I mean, he's he's not a starter type. Um, I think that much has kind of been established. But he he's also played a little bit of guard in his career, so he's a veteran. He's a guy that can back up multiple spots. The Lions don't have a ton of depth, especially at the offensive tackle position. And and, and you know, if you want to talk about players that you really can't afford to lose, Jared Goff is high on that list. But so is Taylor Decker. So is Panay Sewell. Um, those guys are obviously cornerstones to what they do on offense. So if either one of those guys goes down, uh, the Lions need a little depth there. And so if Eddie's, you know, an effective guy. Again, not a guy who you really want to be playing if, if need be, but um, a guy that at least knows what to do when he's out there and has some of the physical traits that you need in a, a steady offensive tackle. Uh, before you jumped on the show today, and Jeremy Reisman from prideofdetroit.com joining us, uh, on the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give guest line. I, I did check out proudofdetroit.com, and it was interesting. You had an open conversation thread 
on whether the Lions should pursue free agent kicker Brandon McManus. I haven't really thought too much about the kicking position because, you know, we get excited about quarterbacks and backups and running backs and Jamison and stud cornerbacks, but it is interesting, the current Lions kicking situation and would McManus be a huge upgrade? Yeah, I I mean, I think it's definitely something to consider. Um, You know, Michael Badgley was was fine last year. Um, He's he's a very solid kicker from 20, 30, 40 yards out, maybe even, um, but he just doesn't have the power. And so, you know, that's fine. And, and, you know, that's maybe that's all the Lions want. Um, Having that is is not a a given in today's NFL, and Badgley's a a steady pro. Um, But I think of this team, and I think of them, listen, if if this team is going to be truly competitive and it's going to be, you know, in playing in some big games, a lot of those big games are going to come down to the last few seconds of of a game, and a lot of times you won't have time to drive the entire field and, and kick a 40-yard field. Well, you're going to have to try one from 55 or 58 or whatever. And Badger just doesn't have that in him. Like, it's, it's the one thing he's missing from game and power, whereas McManus isn't missing that. Now, his accuracy numbers last year were not good. It was a down year for him. But I look at it a lot like Matt Prater's last year in Detroit. Like, he had a really tough year, but then he went to uh, what was it, Arizona, I think, and, and kind of bounced right back. I think McManus has a long enough resume where you can look at last year and be like, that is not who he is. Um, he's, he's a guy that generally will, will be able to, you'll be able to trot out there on a 55 yarder and, you know, he'll make it 60% of the time, which is decent, right? Um, that's an extra weapon to your offense and, and one that can really be a critical one um, in these close games against some really good opponents. So I think it's something they should consider and, and maybe just have kind of a, a training camp battle. I know they added uh uh, Romo, I can't remember his full name, uh, out of the XFL to, to bring in as, as competition this year. I, I think I'd like to see him bring along McManus and, and have those two battle it out. I'm with you. Uh, just a power leg, and again, it comes down to money and where they're at, or, or do they like the roster, just like we were talking with the Sudfeld thing. If there is an upgrade, I think they are at the point where business defines decision-making and making your team better. Uh, yes, they have to be part of the culture, but can you upgrade? And does it fit uh, the money you have? And I, I think that that is in line with every position right now, offense, defense, and special teams with the Lions. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is a team that has shown they're kind of fearless when it comes to um, adding competition at every position. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter how, how good you have it. You, you can almost always get better, and the Lions, is, they're in a healthy salary cap position where they have enough money if, I don't know what kind of deal McManus is necessarily looking for, but I think the Lions have more than enough to, to work out a, a deal for a year or two if, uh, if he's the guy that they like. Really good stuff today. Thank you, Jeremy Reisman, prideofdetroit.com, all the links to their social networks, uh, all the stories, a lot of what we just uh, discussed, really good off-season conversation right now, prideofdetroit.com. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Jeremy Reisman checking in on the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give guest line.